mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. By God's grace, our pastor is not here today. Um, as we all know, pastor's parents are retiring today from active duty, from the, word, with the work of God. They are not stopping doing, they will not stop doing the work of God, but they are giving them a rest. Amen. So pastor, by God's grace, has joined his parents, and after church today, those of us who are able will also join our pastor and the family to celebrate with them. Because it's a joy to serve the Lord all these years. And finally, the Lord says, I need a stop. Amen. So we are going to, I want to um, thank the leadership of the church. And I want to thank you for being here today. Because without you, there is no church. And um, the topic that the Lord has given us today is very important. As a matter of fact, I have to work on myself to be able to deliver the message. The importance of forgiveness in our love walk. The importance of forgiveness in our love walk. I believe all of us here, one way or the other, have hold a certain or have had certain encounter with some individuals that did not go our way. And we were so offended about their actions that we felt like if I can hold this against my brother or my sister, it will be helpful because they know the right thing and they did not do it. So when it comes to the concept of forgiveness, all of us fall short. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So there is none, there is no individual in here. As a matter of fact, if you are able to boldly say that I have not sinned or I have not offended, that itself is a sin. So what is forgiveness? Minister Roslav started this series and Minister Folarin also continued. And I'm going to just hit some points because the concept of the Lord's Prayer is very important. Please don't go above my note. Take this off, please. Thank you very much. Follow the spirit of God. <laughs> the concept of the Lord's Prayer is so important that the Lord Jesus took himself, he, he took time, step by step, to teach this word. God could have started everywhere or could have said anything when it comes to the Lord's Prayer. But if you study this word very carefully, as we've been doing this entire year, you realize that every concept that Jesus taught or said was, is very important in our love walk with him. So let's take our Bible to the book of Matthew chapter 6, verses 9. Verses 9. Matthew 6, 9 to 13. Therefore, you will pray this way. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored and as holy. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Amen. 
Forgive us our debt as we also have forgiven who? Our debtors. The first thing that I want us to understand today is that forgiveness is not an option when it comes to our love work with Jesus. Forgiveness is a command from God. Forgive us of our debt as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. God did not give us a choice over here that you can choose to forgive or choose not to forgive. But there is a direct statement over here. Forgive us of our debt. So when it comes to the concept of forgiveness, we don't have a choice. And also, understand this. As long as you live on this planet Earth, offense will come. As long as God has given you life, somebody will offend you. If I will speak my American terms, somebody will get on your nerves. And those who will get on your nerves, the, the, those that will hurt you are church folks. Tell your brother and your sister, say church folks will get on your nerves. Church folks will offend you. Your workplace, somebody will offend you. Even those who are married, your wife and your husband will offend you. Your children will offend you. Children, your parents will offend you. No matter where you find yourself, there shall be offense. Unless you lock yourself in a room and do not eat. Because if you eat, sometimes your teeth go faster than your tongue. And your teeth kind of get your tongue. That is selfish offense. <laughs> offense will come. Luke chapter 17, verses 1 to 7. Then he said to the disciples, It is impossible that no one, that no offense should happen. It is impossible that no offense should come. It is impossible. But he said, But woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a milestone was hung around his neck. I am preaching, my sister. Where was I? <laughs> Luke chapter 17, verses 1 to 7. Then he said to his disciples, It is impossible that no one offend you. But woe to him through whom they come. It would be better for him if a milestone was hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than he should offend one of these little ones. Take heed to yourself if your brother sin against you. Rebuke him, and if he repent, forgive him. And if he sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day return to him, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. Verse 5, that is my favorite. And the apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. After Jesus has laid all this down, the apostles who had the faith to walk on water, the apostles who had faith, to leave all their belongings to follow Jesus. They prayed. They said, God, increase our faith. Because this is no joke. So seven times your brother will offend you. Seven times they will come. 
Seven times you shall forgive them. As a matter of fact, when Peter asks, Jesus says seven times, 70 times in a day, 490 times in a day, somebody will offend you. And all that, as a matter of fact, if you are able to count somebody's offense 490 a day, you yourself, you are sick. Offense number one, two, three. You get to 100, 200, 300, 400, 490 a day. He said even with that, still forgive. What Jesus was basically saying is that there is no need to take record. Just forgive because offense will come. Forgiveness is a choice. Now you can go with my notes. A forgiveness is a choice to release a person from wrong committed. It's a choice. But typically it's not a choice. So we Christians, we think we have a choice to forgive or not forgive, but there is no choice. As long as you are blood washed, Jesus forgave you. And you have the mandate to forgive your brother and your sister. So you don't choose who to forgive or who not to forgive. The offense shall surely come. But forgive. It's a choice to release the person from wrong committed. An obligation to release a person from a debt. An obligation to release a person from a debt. You know, one thing about offense is that there is a standard that we have set for ourselves. That we want everybody to get to that standard. If anybody falls short of that standard, it becomes an offense. But I'm here to tell you that not everybody will get to that standard. So just have that jar that Minister Roslav spoke about. Just have that jar of, of, of forgiveness working with you. Because as long as we continue to be human, none of us is perfect. None of us is perfect. You have offended somebody, and somebody has offended you. Forgiveness is simply letting go. And you know one thing about forgiveness? Forgiveness is not forgetting. The fact that Jesus did not say forget, he said forgive. But you know the power of forgiveness. I was not born in America, so forgive me of this illustration. It might not go the way you want it. Do you know the swing that the little ones play with it, the swing that they push, it goes up, right? This is unforgiveness, right? When somebody sits on that swing, you push them, you are holding it. You push, you are holding it. But remember, though, the more you push, the higher they go, right? The more you hold on to that, it graduates to bitterness. The more you keep holding on to it, it graduates into resentment. So the more you are pushing the person, the more you are elevating him. And the more you to you get so upset, it to extend that you may not even want to see them anymore. But as long as the swing, the, the swing keep, you keep pushing the swing, it will never stop. But let the person that is on the swing release them. The swing does not stop immediately after you release it. It keeps going. But the velocity decreases. So the first one may go this way. The second will go this way. The third goes 
the fourth goes, it goes gradual until it stops. That is forgiveness. If you release the, pe- the person, the hate that you have for them, it decreases with the love of God. It decreases to the extent that you still remember it, but it causes you no pain. Cause you no pain. So with the concept of the Lord's Prayer, I want to deal with, by God's grace, deal with five points. Why we should forgive? Why forgiveness at all? Why not us holding it? We can speak this way. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be unto thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. We can speak all this. They are promises of God. But why forgive? Why did God even did not start with the concept of forgiveness? But he started with the concept of relationship. Number one thing that I want to talk about, unforgiveness hinders our relationship with God. Matthew chapter 6 verses 9. Our father who art in heaven, my father, if I can call you a father, there is a certain level of relationship that I have with you. Our Father in heaven. And if our Father has a relationship with us. Do you know that the root of every genuine relationship is love? The root of every genuine relationship is love. So if we love God, he said, if you love me, you keep my command. If you love me, the command that I have given unto you, every one of it, that includes forgive and your father in heaven will forgive you. But if you don't do that, you hinder your relationship with God. Your prayer becomes hindered. You are not just holding on to the person, you are also holding on to yourself. First John chapter 4, verses 7 to 8. Behold, let us love one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God. And know God's love. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. For God is love. If you love God, you forgive. If you love God, you don't keep harboring things, offenses that people have committed against you. So for God is love. And the one that... For God is love. The one who does not love, does not love God. Unforgiveness. What it does is it erects a war in our life that God cannot penetrate. So even though we see the promises of God, we, are nev- we never experience it because we've erected a war 
God did not erect that wall. We did. When we walk in unforgiveness, we've made a barricade between us and God. So why call him the his? Why call him my father? And still, that does not, not love. That is the first one. It's very important. Unforgiveness hinders our relationship with God. Please, let's go to number two. Unforgiveness does not honor God. Hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. Honor be thy name. You are declaring this prayer. We've taught this prayer the whole year. Honor be thy name. We come here, we worship, we fell on our, our face. We want everybody to see how good we are worshiping. But yet you have a fight, a grudge, an offense against somebody. You do not honor him. Those of us who are parents, it's good that I can say that because my daughter is two years. Hallelujah. Do you know that what you've taught your kids at home, when they come out and they obey that and they practice that, that gives honor to their parents. Teach your kid everything you want to teach at home. When they come to church or they see people and you tell them to sit and they stand, you tell them to do this and they refuse, all of a sudden your face change. And if you are an African parent, your kid, your kid can understand why your face has changed. You may not do it in public, but when you get home, you know how to handle that business. Because why? In public, they did not give you the honor that is due your that is due at that time. So when we hold things against our, our, our neighbors, when we hold things against our friends, that is what we are saying. That God, I do not give honor to you. This is serious. I don't, I don't give honor to you. Because now I got it. I need it from you, but I cannot give it out. So why need, do you need it? Job chapter 1 verses 8. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? No one on earth is like him. A man of perfect integrity who fears God and turns away from evil. When you walk upright with God, God takes pride in you. This is God boasting of his servant. Even telling Satan, I know you are in for destruction, but have you considered my servant? He is upright. Can God say that about us? Can we let go of the little things that affect us? Because no matter what we find ourselves, offense will come. I did not say that the scripture said it. Offense will come. Unforgiveness. Does not honor God. If you want to honor God, if you want to lift God's name up, if you want to exalt God's name, you have to come to the place of total surrender. The Father, I let it go. It's not about me. It's about you. Amen. Number three, unforgiveness prohibit the establishment of God's kingdom in our life. Unforgiveness prevents the kingdom of God 
from establishing in our life. Thy kingdom come. We speak that. Thy kingdom come. Romans 8, 28. Please, let's put that there. This is one scripture that if you sleep and somebody wake you up, you can just quote that scripture. Romans 8, 28. For we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good for they that love God. Do you know that the offense that you are holding it, God can glorify himself through it? Let's look at the life of Joseph. Joseph's brother sold him. Because of a beautiful quote that his father gave unto him. And because of dream, vision that God gave to him. But where did Joseph's vision come true? In the land of Egypt. How did Joseph get there? Through his brother's betrayer. Do you know? When his brothers, when Joseph finally saw his brother, what did he say? I want us to read this. Genesis chapter 44. They sold him. They offended him. But let's look at what Joseph said. Genesis chapter 45 verses 1. Joseph could no longer keep his composure in front of all his attendants. So he called out, send everybody away from me. No one was with him when he, when he revealed his identity to his brothers. But he wept so loud that the Egyptians heard it. And also Pharaoh's household heard it. Joseph said unto his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still living? But they could not answer. They could not answer him because, of, because they were terrified in his presence. Then Joseph said unto his brothers, Please come near me. And they came near I am Joseph, your brother. He said, the one, the one you sold to Egypt. And now, don't be, don't be worried or angry because, don't be worried or angry of yourself for selling me here because God sent me here to present, to preserve your life. Joseph did not say that his brothers betrayed him to preserve his life. He said, God sent me here to preserve your life. The purpose of what you are going through. God glorified himself even though it seems as an attack. What you are holding on to. As a matter of fact, the person, what has caused, the pain that has caused you, you've learned something from it. And the next time you know how to act because you've been through that. So why are you holding on to that? For all things, God did not say just the good things. By all things, being negative, being, being the things that will hurt you, all things work together. Everything. God has a kingdom for us. God has an establishment for us. God has a plan for us. But until we come to that place of total forgiveness, 
of forgiveness prevents the establishment of God's kingdom in our life. Understand that God is the domain of our life and everything that comes your way went through God. If it occurred, it means God permitted it. The fourth point, unforgiveness bound you and the offender. You are not just holding somebody. You are holding yourself. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. God has provisions for us. God has a purpose for us. God has a place that he wants to take us. He has a plan for us. But if we hold on to the offense of people, what we are doing is that we are limiting God's hand. Because remember the illustration of the swing. As long as you keep swinging, the person can go as far as you push them. But if you release them, you also release yourself. Because you don't have to stand there to push them anymore. You don't have to. Bible says, and after Job's friends have hated him so much, have said things that Job never did. Remember that Job chapter 1, God actually boasted of, boasted of, of, of Job. But when his brothers came and mourned with him, after the seven days, all they said was negative. That you, you are going through this because of your sin. You are going through this because of this, because of that. But Bible said, Job chapter 2, chapter 42, Bible said then God told Job to pray and forgive his friends. And Bible said and after Job has done that, God's blessing, God's blessing rested upon Job. Can you release those who have offended you? Because of the blessing of God. Not because they deserve it. Even if they don't deserve it, you are to give because you have also received. My final point. I want to read this scripture before we go. Actually, Mark chapter 11, verses 25. And whenever you stand praying and you have anything against anyone, forgive them that your Father in heaven may also forgive you. But if you do not forgive them, neither you, you did not forgive them, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you. Job was restored because he forgave. And the fifth and the final point Unforgiveness is an act of rebellion against God. Unforgiveness is an act of rebellion against God. Because the scripture that we just read, Mark chapter 6, verses 12 says, And forgive us our debt as we have forgiven our debtors. So if you receive, if you need forgiveness from God and you are not ready to forgive your brothers, what you are saying is that I am supreme than everybody. I am supreme than everybody. You are just rebelling against God. So unforgiveness. First of all, offense will come. I need us to have that in our, in our mind. Wherever you go, people will offend you. But why hold it? Look at all these promises that God has given unto us. Our relationship with God. Our daily bread. Our, the kingdom of God. All these good things that God has given unto us, are we going to miss it because of somebody? 
And as a, as a matter of fact, if you keep holding on to it, you even miss heaven. Because unforgiveness does not go to heaven. What to do? What to do? Final. What do you have to do? Just release the offender. Ask for grace from God. Pray for them. Pray for your enemies. Pray for those who hurt you. Don't hold anything against anybody because the Lord has a greater purpose. I know what I'm talking about because I've been through a series of unforgiveness and I held on to it for a very long time. As a matter of fact, when your own parents hurt you, it hurts so much that if you are not careful, you cannot forgive. My time is far gone, but I want to just share this testimony. For so long, I held my mom into captivity, and I thought that I was doing her. I didn't know I was doing myself. I got to the state two and a half years. I did not even talk to my own mother. I was preaching. I was teaching. I was doing God's word. And God spoke to me one day. He said, until you release him, your blessing is hindered. I was, so, I was in so much bitterness. I could not understand why a mother would treat his own child like this. But that is not important. If I could have stayed with my mom, I wouldn't have been here today. She had to torture me for me to leave home. And after I left home, God elevated me. What are you holding on to somebody? Shall we please be on our feet?